from Manila, Philippines. It's the Frug Life Podcast, and here's the host, Andrew. Hi, welcome to the Frug Life, where we talk about setting a balanced budget as well as setting up sources of passive income. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Okay, Andrew really isn't the host. I'm still the host. Hi, it's me, Ricky. But as you can probably tell, we do have a host on today, which is Andrew. Yeah. Andrew is in the Philippines right now, and so we were going to ask him a few questions. We we're going to talk about travel in the Philippines. We we're going to talk about his real estate property, and we we're going to talk about making money online, Andrew's current status, and his goals. All right, so perfect. So, Andrew, let's start in the first topic. Did you have some quick travel tips you want to give us about going to the Philippines? Yeah, I'd say if you're going to travel here, um, usually what you get is a 30-day. So if you're traveling here, you get an automatic 30-day visa. Um, if you want to stay longer than that, uh, it's probably easier to get an extension here. You get like another 30-day extension. It's about... 40 US dollars. But um, the biggest thing with traveling here is you want to get a low cost ticket, you should book it probably a month, month and a half in advance mm -hmm. from one of the cheaper sites like Kiwi or Cheapo Air. And how much did you spend on your ticket to the Philippines? Well, I think it was about 440 Yeah, that was a one way ticket though. So. A round trip is like, uh, but and you also have to have a round trip ticket. So you should plan in advance how long you want to be there. Because even though you can get extensions here, like moving your plane ticket, especially with the cheap ones, if you have it too early, you can't move it. You have it too late, that's going to be a problem. Getting onto the plane, you're going to have issues. So it's like it's better just to have a roadmap of how long you want to stay. Is that the visa you're on right now, a tourist visa with an extension? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, so what happens to you when the extension expires? I don't know. I think uh, you have to go to the embassy, U.S. embassy, if you're American. I'm not sure for other, like where the f other foreigners go, like you're from the U.K. or somewhere. Okay. And then uh, what do you look for when you book lodging in the philippines andrew oh so i one big thing is for example taxis are running about two to four dollars each trip right depending on how long it is so to avoid that you can have it's like uber but it's called grab and you'll you'll spend about 50 percent less but in order to use that you have to have wi-fi more particularly you have to have a filipino number so Wi-Fi or having internet connection is probably the biggest thing that you should have when booking a hotel. Okay, so look for Wi-Fi. And then how, how do you have service on your phone right now, speaking of connectivity? Did you buy an, mm -hmm, did you buy like an international data plan before you left or something like that? No, it's, uh, I got it here. Okay. But it's usually the prepaid ones. You have to load amount of time. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. And so, is there any so other than Wi-Fi? Is there anything you look for in particular when booking a hotel? 
Uh, price is probably the biggest, next biggest one. Um, I, I usually like, usually it should be about $25, $27 a night. Mm-hmm. 25 to 30 And if it's around there, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you could book nicer ones for like 15 or $20 more, but uh, my favorite is called Red Doors. It's actually, I think that hotels in Korea, Japan, Malaysia, I think, as well as here. And if there was someone who was a digital nomad, you know, traveling across the world, working online, is there options for, you know, medium to short term stay? Yeah, actually, I don't, I'm not, I'm trying to figure that out on my own end because and now just extensions. Uh, it, it almost seems like most people, what they do is they're always on the go. Like, for example, if someone went to Thailand, they would just go to the border, get their passport stamped, and then they have another 60 to 90 days. Uh-huh. And where, where might you live, though, for like 30 days at a time? Uh, you could... Um, since hotels are a bit more expensive, you could probably... You could rent a place for six months, like a, an apartment. Okay, so are you in a six-month contract then? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, and you pay how much was it? A hundred and like twenty a month? Yeah, that's um, that's not including utilities, so but yeah, that's the base cost. Oh wow, still pretty affordable for an American. Yeah, it's it's a lot less. But it sounds like you need a contract of about six months or so for that to work. Yeah, that's correct. And some, they do a year, so six months is a lot better. It's half that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'd also say Airbnbs, uh, especially with some recent stories we've seen on the news, I wouldn't trust Airbnbs mm-hmm. as much. I mean, U.S., I don't know. Even the U.S., some are pretty shady. You should even be careful there. Yeah, I'd say uh, just avoid Airbnbs. Um, unless you'd like to be you're a big fan of those things, you trust it. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's a good option. Hmm. It's like, I, because I feel like the Airbnbs is usually like one room or something within a house. Well, I don't know. I think I see a, an opportunity there, right? How much How much does an Airbnb cost? Oh, yeah, I guess they're way cheaper. Just whatever floats your boat, I guess. Because there could be opportunities, so. But yeah, so you could rent out that one-room apartment for $120 and then rent it out for just 10 or $12 a night. And as long as you fill it 50%, it's pretty much break even. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe you'd spend that other thirty dollars or so for a maid or something like that to clean it. But yeah, it's just thirty percent fill rate at ten dollars a night seems pretty pretty good to me. And if you do more than that, it's profit. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's change subjects now. Let's talk about your experience with real estate. So you were saying you had a property previously? Yeah, so I uh, bought a property that I renovated, and, and then I sold it, and then now I'm getting monthly payments for it. So I just took that money and then just haven't 
can check out that's my checking account each month. Okay. And so why are you getting monthly payments for it? Well, it's, it's almost like this. If you, if you just do a lump sum, you may be less likely to be more cautious with your money. But I mean, I guess I could have just. So is it what, like financed by owner then basically? So you have sold it to someone and the buyer is paying you every month now? Yeah, that's, that's correct. I, okay. I, I did say it account but you know, the buyer is paying which i mean it's kind of risky right or, I don't a know. little bit but i i think you can repossess the house if they don't pay yeah so it's not too bad okay well very cool sounds like a, fu- a fun little endeavor well that's uh i guess enough talking about the past let's talk about your financial future are you making money right now Aside from that, no, I'm working on uh, doing work online, or especially software development. Okay. Designing apps. Some app plans. Yeah, particularly I, I want to use, uh, I want to create games for Android, or particularly the Google Play Store. Okay. And you're in the development stages for that right now? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I'm still learning, so I'm, I haven't published anything yet, but I'm getting closer to uh, releasing an app. Okay. okay. Well, that sounds good. Well, we will keep checking in with you from time to time and see how you're doing and how the app is coming along. And then hopefully we will follow you as your business grows and progresses and starts making money, and we can talk more about that process as it comes along. Yeah, that sounds good. It's, it's definitely going to take some time, but okay. Overall, I think it will be a good uh, business endeavor. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll just mention a little bit why I want to have my own business. Like for example, with uh, as far as employment goes, the big reason why I don't like working for other companies is usually. The work is unstable, right? Because you might be let go. Mm-hmm. Another thing is getting the job. Maybe it takes too much work, right? I'm, because I understand some of the criteria and the protocols that they have, but sometimes I think the requirements are just too rigorous. They're too too demanding. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, if you're your own boss, it's also more rewarding. Wording, uh, you know how much work you're putting in. So, as far as it's, in my opinion, it's the most honest type of work. As far as you get exactly what you put in, typically. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the only problem is, let's say you're doing a business that sells merchandise, you might not have enough money to build up the proper inventory, and so. Those those startups are usually hard, but something like software or like online type of work that we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, usually that can be pretty profitable and there's a lot of opportunity, especially if you're giving yourself your own opportunities. Okay. Yeah. I'm following what you're saying. It's nice to have also the freedom of being your own boss too, right? You can live wherever you want, Philippines included. Yeah, that's true. 
but yeah, I mean, you can create the product that you stand behind and sell it wholeheartedly. Yeah, because I mean, like, I think that's the best thing about the capitalist idea, right? People always focus on free trade, right? Which is true, right? Having private companies is a form of free trade, right? But the real mark identity of capitalism is the consumer being able to choose what products or features their products have you know they mm-hmm. there's not just like one type of tire that you could buy for your car mm-hmm. there's like i don't know eight or ten and you could choose which one you know whether it's cost is your biggest priority whether it's quality mm-hmm. or you know maybe it's style you could buy a tire based on style you know it's it's based mm-hmm. on, on what the consumer wants yeah. And the more options, the more people can choose. Uh, yeah, I guess choose with make better decisions about it. Mm. Have okay. more freedom to choose what they want. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I have uh, one more idea for us today, Andrew. And that is, I am going to send you a copy of my book, A Real Book on Money. All right. And I will help you along through it, but we're going to have you run some of the methods of passively making income and also check in with you in the future. I think you could make a good 20 to $50 a month, U.S. dollars, that is. And I think that will go pretty far in the Philippines? I'd say with the exception of technology, uh, like for example, food or housing, right? Mm-hmm. Your money is definitely two or three times more than what it was. Oh, wow. Well, did you have any final thoughts for us, Andrew? Anything you wanted to share about your experience in the Philippines so far? Well, I'd say it's definitely, it's definitely a lot harder than most places. That's the only thing with chips overseas. Some of the things aren't as available, but they still have a whole lot of the same stuff. Um, and I guess the last thing I mentioned is toilet paper. Public bathrooms in the Philippines don't always have toilet paper. So since that's the case, you can buy toilet paper or like a roll, it's like 20 pesos, or you could buy. They have sometimes they have dispensers, and you could also uh, buy a hand sanitizer thing. Because sometimes they don't have soap, so you can still wash your hands off, but use hand sanitizer afterwards. I don't think it's very, very feasible to bring a soap soap dispenser with you. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Well, it sounds like you're having quite the adventure moving from the United States to the Philippines. We'll make sure to yeah. check in with you again and see how the All business right. is coming along and if the passive income generation is doing well. Thank you for the tips, Andrew. Thank you for coming on the show. And we'll be sure to have you back pretty soon to check back in. All right. That sounds good. Uh, catch up with you later then. All right. We'll talk to you later. And thanks, everyone, for listening to The Frug Life. We'll be back next week for another episode.